everyone. I'm Ian. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to Do I Like This, the podcast. Yay. And people can actually see us because I think we're going to put the video up. <laughs> yeah, we're eventually going to put the video up. And that third wonderful person you see with us is our friend Tom Downey. Tom, thank you for joining us. I'm ask- I'm saying that like we haven't been talking for 10 to 15 minutes already. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very happy to be here. Great to see you both. Again. So glad to have you. You brought us the Toxic Avenger, which I had never seen. I remember the commercials as a kid because they had like toys and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like oh, kind of marketed God, like like a kid's toys. thing? Yeah, yeah Toxic. I think they had a cartoon. <laughs> they did. Right? All of that they was did. very familiar to me. The movie was not. The movie was 1984, right? Did I, I just watched it again earlier this afternoon because I, it's burned into my memory. How could it not be? But I think I, I think I pushed out some of the some of the really <laughs> uh, glaringly awful bits of it. I had forgotten mm-hmm. how really bad that film yeah. is and how well, it is a really toxic environment that the story. Oh takes my! Place. In all of the ways possible. Yeah. For anyone <laughs> listening who has no idea about Toxic Avenger, God bless you. Pretend it doesn't exist, but. No. If you want a little idea of what we're about to talk about, uh, here's the IMDb tagline. It says, Traumaville has a monstrous new hero. The Toxic Avenger is born when meek mop boy Melvin falls into a vat of toxic waste. Now evildoers will have a lot to lose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's kind definitely of, parts of the movie. Yeah. So my, my question was, so you brought this to mm-hmm. us, and I want to know, like, your first experience with it, what you remembered before you watched it earlier today, like why the impact, you know, all that fun stuff. Well, I was, so 1984, I was 15 and it came out in theaters and we saw a preview for it, me and my friends. And I don't think we actually went to go see it in the theater. I think we had seen like dark man. It came out around the same time. And mm-hmm. we knew that was more of a, a serious, you know, scary movie, monster movie type thing. And Toxic Avenger just looked ridiculous. But then it showed up on Cinemax. Of course. And we would have uh, late night hangouts and we would watch Toxic Avenger. Any, we would look on the schedule and see when it was coming up just to watch. We watched it once and it was so ridiculous, especially for teenage boys yeah. in oh, the yeah. 80s. All of that language was permissible. Yep. All of the uh, bare breasts were permissible, especially if you're you know, 15, 16. Of course. I think it's absolutely hysterical. And the way it was presented <laughs> was so lowbrow and mm-hmm. just dumb. And then they had some really funny uh, special effects and people getting tossed around. Anybody who got punched, blood spits out of their mouth like they've been hit by a train. It makes no sense. <laughs> I think one guy's nose becomes concave into his face. It's it, the Practical effects were a lot of fun in this movie. I'll say that. Yeah, they were beautiful. That's what I remember about it. Made me want to do, because they, they, for the amount of money that they spent on them, and now I, you know, having done some of the stuff myself over the years, I know what they did, and I know it was inexpensive, but they made it look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Spoiler alert, they had tanks at the end. How did they get that? Oh, my God. You, okay. <laughs> I feel like we'll we're gonna jump yeah. around this movie. So usually we go like in order, yeah. but with this movie, so I was talking with Sam. I'm like, we can't even try to walk mm-hmm. through the plot of this no. movie because we would get lost, and it would take us until the sun rises. Right. Because I don't think I've recalled a movie this ridiculous that moves as fast and has as much going on with as little actually going on when you think about it. Um, that I've seen in, in who knows how long. That ending, they have tanks, they have the National Guard, they have like 
500 extras out of yeah. nowhere. They got a lot of people showed up for that. I'm wondering how they were all paid or were they all just uh, you know, a PB&J and credit? I feel like that was probably more likely. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I don't understand. I, the, I forgot about the plot line where the people from the gym, the, the two couples, mm-hmm. what was it? Bozo oh and Slug. Bozo and Slug. Oh my God. They were okay. the names in this movie. Really, really bad. Like Slug actually was a better actor than Bozo. Oh, just yeah. saying. So cheers <laughs> to you. And I think maybe, maybe whoever was doing Bozo, they said, you just have to stick with Royd Rage. Right. As your motivation all the time. We need you up here. And those two oh girls who played along with them were, that was pretty rough. Oh my God. Yes. But the fact that their sport was running people over with the Camaro, that's what they did for fun. Yeah, and it was like Death Race 2000. I said that to Ian. Mm-hmm. But it was like brutal. They decimated oh, yeah. like a kid and they showed like everything. So uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. To anyone listening, we're going to give a quick <laughs> a quick warning. This is going to get gross today, yeah. and it's not our fault. It's Toxic Avengers' right. fault. So if you're squeamish, we'll do the best we can, but nah. we're going to talk about some stuff. You've been warned. My issue with that, and in movies like this when you see it, is I'm always like, these arbitrary point systems. I never grew up having arbitrary point systems. Did any of you have, like, not murdering kids with a car? I'm assuming neither of you are into no. that. No. But, like, somewhere in your life where you had, like, one of those arbitrary rule point systems? Not particularly. No. Like, my my mom used to joke about Death Race 2000. We'd be, like, driving. She'd be like, how much do you think that one's worth when I was a kid? And I'm like, right. what are you talking about? And, and from that, know. I remember that. Right. You know, if they're if you get them on the sidewalk, you know, it's mm-hmm. extra points because you get to jump right. up and it, there's a little right. skill level involved. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> it was so bizarre. And and then like they were mean to Melvin when he was in his nerdy phase, like just pissed because he was mopping the floor and like screaming at him and just being horrible. And I'm like, these people are the absolute worst. And how did all four of them find each other? That's my question. You mean the whole gym full of people find yeah, each other? Yeah, there's a lot of people for a gym. Yeah, that was a very unhealthy health club. Everything was very <laughs> gross. <laughs> it was real like, gross in there. <laughs> wait a minute. Are you telling me that guys in just Speedos working out in a health club is not proper etiquette, even pre-COVID? Well, and then everybody doing drugs constantly. Oh, my God. And so many I don't drugs. know how they got Jack Daniels and Budweiser cleared for the film. That was interesting. Yeah. Somebody... Somebody must be well knowing Lloyd Kaufman who runs Trauma Studio, I'm doubting they got those cleared for the film. <laughs> no, and then when it started making money, I'm sure they had to hand somebody a check. But Oh yeah. Yeah, that was uh that was just nuts. But really that's that's what people kind of sort of looked like in the eighties, unfortunately. Tom, we're going to pull on your actual experience quite a bit talking about this movie. I want to just go back to Bozo and Sludge for a mm-hmm. minute. Slug, <laughs> meh, sure, sure. At least it wasn't Knuckles and Nipples, who are two of the uh, guys in the alleyway later, which I found out were their names. So, yeah. Wow. So, was it Slug? Yeah. Was he the one who was up here, that, like, losing his mind? Like, Julia, you're stressing me. No, that was no. Bozo. He, no, that, Bozo that was, was always Bozo. stressed, okay. and Slug was the guy who wanted to go to church after murdering people in the car. Yes. In your experience, have you been through a plethora of films we talked about in the interview prior have you ever had someone who's had to have a role kind of like on that level where they're so one note so above and beyond 
And when it's filming, do you think they're like, this is exactly what we want? Or does anyone go, hmm, maybe rein that in a little? Oh, it's happened for sure. I'm not going to name any names, but people, <laughs> no, some no, people no. go on the wrong tack. I remember there was actually uh, a, a film I had to step into a role after two people bailed out. Uh, the Possession of Gail Bowers, the exorcism movie I did uh, with The Asylum. They had two older actors bail out that were you know, age appropriate for mm-hmm. if you're going to do a ripoff of The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. But they both got paying gigs, so they left. And I was already doing art department. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> so I was already doing art department for them. And they're like, Tom, sorry, do you want to be the priest? And I'm like, yeah, you should have just done that in the first place. But, <laughs> and I was, I was cast. And then they said, no, we use Tom in everything. I'm like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? But um, Agree. So, <laughs> but they, so they, so I had to be the priest and, uh, I didn't know the first day it was like, okay, you're up. And I didn't know what kind of voice or what I was going to be doing with it. And, uh, my friend Lee Scott, who you spoke to, mm-hmm. uh, there mm-hmm. was a scene where I'm at the door and I'm up, about to go in and start the first exorcism was the first scene that I shot in this new character, which I had no, I kind of given up on it. Like, oh, it kind of sucks that they didn't cast me in this because it was going to be a lot of fun. and Whatever, guys. I don't, I don't want to be a blind priest anyway. Now I'm the blind <laughs> priest and I don't know what to do with it. And <laughs> Lee came out after, like, one take and he's like, it's feeling a little forced. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. And then I just toned, I toned it down and went another way in my head and I kind of made him like a, a walking tall kind of a priest kind of like a Clint Eastwood you know oh, okay I was going I was going more like a thorn birds which is a mini series from the 80s mm-hmm. that I don't think either of you know about with Richard Chamberlain mm-hmm. as a priest who uh falls in love with a woman and all this chaste bullshit but it was Richard Chamberlain that I was <laughs> kind of channeling this old timey type actor now he would hate to hear that because he's not that old um but I was going more Victorian <laughs> with the deal, and it made no sense. But that's what my first thing was, okay, I'm a, I'm a blind priest who's been dealing with all these demons, and so you're going to be kind of an oddball. I was like, well, why don't you make him like a, a Dirty Harry instead? And that was a, the review I got. Uh, the best review from that was uh, Dirty Harry meets the Exorcist. Possession of Gabriel. Calm down, he's great. I'm like, oh, well, it worked. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to watch that one now. Okay. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. that movie based on that review. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it, there, it's a good looking movie. I'll tell you that Steve Parker, um, the guy who shot with a lot, you've probably heard about him from Lee Scott, but, uh, mm-hmm. with the amount of money we had and equipment, he always made things look beautiful. So it was, it was mm-hmm. a good looking picture. I'll tell you that. And we crushed a priest's head with an end table, kind of like the boy who gets his head run over by the car. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> he should have just played dead. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> You know they're going to come back. That's all I kept thinking. Mm-hmm. Haven't you seen movies like this? I don't think anybody's ever seen a movie like that. No. Like well, so I was going to say, that's a nice segue into Tromaville itself hasn't seen many rules of normal life. This place is fascinating. Yeah. It's wacky. Well, it's just a dumping ground, and they, uh-huh. they, just, they don't know where to dump their toxic waste, but they welcome it. At one point, they say they're moving it away from the uh, drinking reservoir to the stream or the the river or whatever it is. Or no, so they had sea. They had like beachside where Toxie ends up setting up shop with the waste. They're like, oh, it's 
special beat. We need we need to develop that land. Let's put it 200 feet from the re- drinking water. Which would be the Hudson River? I think so. Because it was New York City. So. Yeah. It's, and he's looking across <laughs> at the Twin Towers. So he's in Jersey. Yeah. And that's the Hudson side. Mm-hmm. And so Jersey just like, that was the joke back in the day that it was right. a dump. <laughs> it's still kind of the yeah. joke now. Kind but. of the joke. Well, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen uh, Union City. So, hey, shout out. So <laughs> that was back in the 90s when I lived in New York. There were sections of where you just get over the George Washington Bridge and you just want to keep going. Oh, it just smelled so bad. It was rough. It was yeah. rough. But yeah, it was. I forgot that it it opens and it has shots in New York city and it was great mm-hmm. to see the Twin towers and yeah. all that kind of stuff that kind of gets you right in your heart. And you go, Oh, but then mm-hmm. this movie is so dumb. I know. So oh. painful. I didn't realize what this was. Like I had no clue. I thought that it was sort of mm-hmm. like, I knew it was like a superhero type thing. I didn't realize at first I said I to Ian, I, I don't think it's supposed to be a comedy, but then as time went on, it was obviously yeah. supposed to be a comedy. But from the beginning, it didn't feel that way. So I was totally thrown off. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What yeah. is this? And then once I kind of was like, all right, I'm just going to ride this wave, then it became more enjoyable to watch t- for me. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was waiting. I was like, how long does it take before he falls into the toxic sludge? Because mm-hmm. it's really painful. I mean, he doesn't. Fallen. He throws himself out a window being That's chased true. by a crowd yeah. of people. He didn't slip and fall. <laughs> that was my thing. They set that up. So it's guys driving a truck full of toxic waste, open bubbling barrels of toxic waste. Yeah, that's how you transport it. That's uh, right. Exactly. 1980s. I don't understand right. your concerns. So then the one guy like pulls out like a pillowcase full of cocaine. And so they just like pull over. That was hysterical. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard because that, that's when I was like, oh, I think this is movie supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was ridiculous that, you know, the truck drivers, we've been driving for two hours. That's it. And then they then they want to do coke. I'm like, nah, I think you just wanted to do the coke. You don't really. Right. I think they just found a truck and started driving it. And then they could drive to Vegas immediately. I mean, honestly, I, they, they, there are a lot of plot holes. Yeah. A lot of So plot they, holes. I, I, a couple. <laughs> yeah. One or two. I got In between like the racial slurs and the. That was really bad. They got them out all out really quickly. That was bad. And yeah. That was in the point system where the, the, the. The two racist couples. <laughs> right. The, the most horrible people on earth. Like, wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, I forgot about this. this is awful. And yeah. the, the gay couple and the, oh, yeah. the health club, really offensive today, back in the day. Very like, the stereotypical. The whole robbers of the restaurant was really offensive. Well, and then in the yeah. restaurant, it called the Mexican place. And it's got samurai yeah. swords on the wall. Well, yeah. Yeah. Real weird. I mean, hey, I've seen some weird decor. I actually worked in a Mexican restaurant for a couple of years. We had some weird decor, but we didn't have any samurai swords. An actual samurai, like you could hurt people with. Yeah, you can unsheathe them. They're not just like demonstrations or like, you know, replicas. That was a fun stunt sequence, though. Mm-hmm. Those Definitely. guys actually looked like they had some kind of training and not just, you know, flat. Body. So the one guy with the <laughs> face paint, I recognized him. So he's been in so many movies as like a bad guy, a thug, whatever. Ian, he was in that movie class of 1999. He was one of the robot teachers. 
I was uh, torn if he was in that or Death Machine. I couldn't remember which one yeah, he was in. He's been in so much stuff. So I recognized him. And so like those guys, that scene was like, he like pointed a shotgun at a baby. Like it was really fun. They, they yeah. killed a dog oh. in like a really gruesome way. I know. They were going to rape a blind lady. Oh. Like at this movie, we just went all mm-hmm. in, all in. But it was funny. Like yes. their deaths really were sad. hysterical. Yeah, he beat a guy to death yeah, with his I mean, arm, with his own arm. Yes, and then put him in a pizza <laughs> oven. Put him in a pizza oven, and as you took them at the Mexican, and then they, they cops the one. <laughs> <laughs> they turned the one guy into a, uh, a strawberry right. milkshake. That was my favorite. Try the other guy's hands off. The third one was the most painful to me because I worked as a fry cook for a while, mm-hmm. and anytime you got like the tiniest bit of hot oil, it was brutal. Watching that. Mm-hmm. Molten. Yeah. No, thank you. Hands Molten in there. No, light. thank you. Horrifying. Yeah. Although I was kind of curious how that killed him. I mean, it hurts. Hurts real bad. Shock. Yeah. The shock me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hurts real bad. My body's yeah. done. Oh, That's man. enough. So the other thing about this movie, there are so many of those like silly one-liners. You're stressing me, Julie. Well, I'm talking about like. The mom, like when when Melvin turns or whatever, and he's in his room, like Rawr! his mom's like Melvin must be going through puberty. <laughs> Ridiculous! And I, I mean, when she's like, she's standing outside the door, and he's moaning and groaning, and they kind of just like telegraph mm-hmm. that that joke yeah. is yeah. coming. Like she's either going to say, "Oh, geez, he must have found the magazine," right? Or something, you know? Right? They, and that terrible police. Chief guy who was just like oh, the yeah. of Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein, yes. yeah, like with the, the with German the, accent, know, the, the Nazi oh, god, was so f- Like, oh my god, this is you just ripping off like really good comedy from other things, and you're you're ruining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> movie doesn't do subtle. No. We'll, we'll go no. out there and say that. <laughs> not at all. Um. Oh. oh my god. I think I think the best thing that's not subtle is how it goes from Melvin to the toxic avenger like when he transforms mm-hmm. and the voice change was so hysterical thing. i could not yes. stop laughing because first he went from like a guy who was kind of he kind of came across as like special needs and he had like this weird high-pitched kind of voice mm-hmm. which was its yeah. own other thing <laughs> to this guy who was like this smooth sort of like hey there how you doing like deep voice everything's okay i yeah. every scene where he spoke i could not stop laughing it was so funny well i love how you almost never see his mouth move when his voice right. is occurring mm-hmm. that was delightful to me yeah i think they i think they they didn't figure that out until later in the edit right and they came back around to that but the, the, he had a voice like a 1970s uh dj yes 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 and tonight on the quiet storm oh it was it's Shalimar. it was <laughs> beautiful and hilarious <laughs> oh god it was great and then um his outfit so before he, before melvin jumped out the window they dressed him in a tutu and they like humiliated him by making him like make out with a sheep or whatever I think my favorite part of his outfit is that the charred tutu is around his waist. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm like, what is that? And I was like, oh my God, it's the tutu. And I love it. It's the tutu. It survived. Oh, it's so good. And I don't know, I don't know where he got the boots, but they evolved as he continued, mm-hmm. you know, through the film, the boots just got jazzier yeah. and they, yeah. they, they look like something from, uh, if you went to the sunken galleon mm-hmm. or some pirate themed restaurant. Yes. 
his boots just got like crazier and crazier. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end, they were their own character. Oh, God. And he started off with like red high tops. Mm-hmm. I noticed these things. There were so many wow. little things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we, you could spend an hour talking about how they got 400 people to pull that prank because he accidentally, you know, put the uh, – what did he do that even made them want to – get revenge on him uh there were a lot of things other than being skinny and not in shape i guess that's what they were most offended by he dropped his mop into the hot tub oh that's right that's right so they hated him then he walked in on them having sex the slug dude right right and she threatened to she threatened Mm -hmm. to knife him during it that was right and and she uh she like to pleasure herself to pictures of dead children yeah in a sauna oh yeah. god yeah <laughs> so it was all these awful things this movie like this movie these are yeah. real sentences to anyone listening these are real sentences about a movie that you can well, watch it, it somehow they fit all of it into an hour and 20 minutes which is astounding to me a furious pace and then the the, the running through the basement that filthy dirty disgusting basement where the girl is pounding on broken mm-hmm. elevator doors yep. and the uh electrical room that says danger high voltage stay out mm-hmm. and then like the sewer line and she's banging on these doors saying let me right. in <laughs> let me in who's in there who <laughs> yeah who's gonna who's in the elevator waiting to let mm-hmm. you in I don't. I mean, I that I don't think that girl. Like, you could think for a minute. Yeah, know, I'm pretty sure they didn't say no. Say the lines as written, please. <laughs> just, just as written. Oh man, I please use please use the dialogue. Feel, help. You're supposed to say help. I feel like there's a yeah. reason why I almost none of these actors were ever seen again. One of the nice things about this movie is everyone who's awful really gets their comeuppance in a great way, yeah. except her. Hers is the only one that we don't see. You just see the chase scene, which I guess is some comeuppance, but you never see a death. Yeah. I, I'd like to know what happened to that. Yeah. Because he's got the scissors and something's yeah. about to happen. And then it switches to the dudes and he's out. So I, I read about this afterward because Ian and oh. I were talking like what happened to her. There's a deleted scene where later on she and the other girl who got her hiney burned in the uh, sauna. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which was also Hot ridiculous ass, yes. and hilarious as well, because I wondered how that <laughs> killed her. It didn't. So later in the movie, they're both in a police in the police station, and the blonde girl, he just cut all of her hair off, and the other one just has big bandages on her butt. Oh, I would have liked to have seen that. And I was like, those two are probably worse than the guys, and they deserved it more than anybody. They the ones egging the guys on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was really disappointed that they didn't get murdered. So they just got maimed a little bit. Because as we learned with the little grandma later, they had no problem killing women mm-hmm. in this movie. Not at all. And well, the grandma was running a white uh, slavery ring. Right. Yeah, she <laughs> A white it. slavery ring. And he didn't know. How did he know? He just had a barometer for that. Well, the, the German professor at the college was yes. like, he is drawn <laughs> to the criminals. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. no, no. He was at a, he was at a press um, oh. briefing, although it looked like I, a college. I don't know. He, had, he had a blackboard. Was, <laughs> yeah, they had, they had, they had the, the the drawing of the brain with the, the drawing the of his head, parts, man. And the brain was maybe like you know this big inside the skull. I was like, this is genius, right? And his his eye was like up here oh. and one down here, mm-hmm. like sloth. <laughs> oh my god yeah was... uh, they pulled out every kind of trope mm-hmm. and character 
that you could find, and they found a way to get him in this movie. They had the mob with the oh, mayor yeah. and his whole little gang, and the mayor just topless eating f- banquet subs. Yes, constantly. in the gym, getting massaged constantly, Get, and getting massaged. Best life. He's living his best life. And they were massaging like his stomach rolls, which was confusing to me. Like, yes. why wouldn't digestion? That's for digestion, right? He's yeah. on his side getting his fat. Yeah. <laughs> I first, when they first showed it, because he hadn't been a character yet, right. I thought it was like, were they torturing this guy in the gym? Because this gym is a horrible place if you're not already in shape. <laughs> Definitely. Well, they had they had the everyone jumping around doing the aerobics, and then the one girl. That's got a bag of chips mm-hmm. and she's eating. Right. You know, so I'm like, I respect, I respect her hustle. <sighs> so just cliched yeah. and perfect. It was a perfectly bad film, but like yes. I said, unfortunately it was incredibly oh, yeah. like disturbing to see how, just what a toxic environment like that was acceptable back then. So I was going to ask you, we were babies in the eighties. You were, you're just mm-hmm. slightly older than us. So we always talk about when we watch movies that have like ridiculously offensive anachronistic shit. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, you have to think about it in the context of the time period. So people here are saying the R word because I hate that word. Oh. For people who don't know, it's retard. I hate it. Um, so they drop that a lot. Some racial slurs that you mm-hmm. know aren't have never really been cool, but back then it was just like easier to kind of like pepper them in or whatever. Yeah. And so I was curious, like, growing up in that era, I know when we were younger, we used to be like, oh, that's gay or that's retarded or, you know, which the hard R R was a thing as a kid. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, God, I'm like embarrassed that that was me. Thank God I don't have I didn't have social media because it would have just been real gross to look back on. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, like, when you watch these movies, do you think to yourself like, "Ooh, I used to do that or you're like, you know. I'm just curious That's, about your experience. That was, I mean, that was the way that we mm-hmm. talked. And, you know, we used it a, against each other and to be funny and just kind of mm-hmm. not realizing that this, is, this can be you know, pretty, pretty damaging stuff. When you're a kid, you don't think no. about those things. You just think about what's funny. And it's funny, like I would think of like an Eddie Murphy in Delirious mm-hmm. or Raw. Right. Like half of the act wouldn't play today. Oh God, no! You know what I mean? Can't say, can't say that. Right. I was thinking of Blazing <laughs> no. Saddles, which to me is like mm-hmm. the prime example. Blazing Saddles. You could never mm-hmm. make any part of that movie today, and it is one of the like most beloved comedies of all time. Right, and it's unfortunate because maybe we need a movie like that to kind of like people relax for a minute. It's like yeah, with uh, with like I was talking to my son Shane about Don Rickles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he discovered a bunch of stuff on YouTube, and I love Don Rickles, and I actually got to meet him once. He's a really nice guy. I escorted him and his wife to their car from a restaurant that I was at uh, visiting with some friends here in Hollywood. And people weren't getting out of Mr. Rickles and his wife Barbara's way, and I couldn't believe it. So I just kind of got over, and I had already been introduced to him, and I said, may I escort you to your car? And he's like, Oh, oh sorry. So I, <laughs> I gave my, my arm to his wife and I kind of brought them up to their car. They had a driver and uh, and I didn't really get to talk to him, but I got to listen to him talk that mm-hmm. night. And I got his wife into her side, him into his. He put his hand on my arm and said, son, you're very kind. 
which led me to believe immediately that he did not like me. <laughs> I didn't get into it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, but but the Don Rickles sense of humor. He was a very sweet man. Mm-hmm. But the way he would make you know make fun of everyone equally yeah. mm-hmm. and just go after people right. and say all these you know horrible things. And it was all done in a different spirit, more of the Mel Brooks spirit. Than, right. You know, they, they were just being malicious yeah. and foolish and toxic Avenger. And of oh, course, God. that was a lot of the movies. Like, so many like other dumb ski movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, you know, Ski Academy and oh, all that God. dumb crap. Yep. Like, now, they were all trying to be like, take like a Fast Times at Ridgemont High mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Valley Girl type movie. The Fast Times was straight up comedy. Yeah. Valley Girl was a love story. And they were trying to take that that feel and that vibe of those really good movies and then say, oh, we're going to make a surfing movie, but make it like Fast Times. Or we're right. going to make a ski movie, but make it like a valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would blow it on so many levels. And there's so much crap out there. But I think Toxic Avenger is one of the best examples of a really crappy movie from that time period that yeah. pretty much holds up because the – the furious pace of the film. Yeah. And it doesn't let up until mm-hmm. the end. That driving metronome of action, 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 scene, scene, scene is what saves this because you yes. almost don't have time to stop and think about how horrible things are because you're <laughs> on to the next horrible thing. You don't have time to process like, wait, yeah. was that a was that a trans what? person? Um, Did they just rape a blind woman? <laughs> Yes. Oh wait, his arm's right. missing. Okay, we're on to this yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, we're on to that yeah. now. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a lot, and it just it just steamrolls. It just plows through. I remember it being ridiculous, fun, and we almost never watched it like all the way through mm-hmm. after the first time with me and my buddies Phil and Greg and Mike. Shout out to my my high school friends. Um, but we would uh, we would smoke out a little bit. That probably that. helped that make it more palatable. Oh, yeah, this movie is made for that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wanted it. This film wants a doobie. I'll tell oh, you that. oh, my God. Or, or, two. or a pillow full of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, man. A pillow full of cocaine. <laughs> the, way, the way I came around to it, because it's so challenging watching movies out of their time because of how far we've come in such in, in, in three decades, you know, in, in, in right. my lifetime, how much things have changed in our awareness and sensitivity to other humans feelings and just, you know, not just grouping people into groups. And I kind of had to set that aside and go, all right, I'm going to watch this for its time. And I hate the fact that I really wasn't bored. I was entertained by this movie. It, it was not unwatchable. It was acceptable. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, that is the right now, word. Now it's it's nostalgic. There were there were many films that came out back then that were acceptable, and then there were some that were exceptional. I remember when I saw Fright Night. Oh yeah! Oh, I love Fright I Night. I love that. That was a good, mm-hmm. funny horror movie. Yeah. And then there was a film called The Serpent and the Rainbow. Hmm. I've seen that. Yeah, that I went and saw that in a theater with my brother-in-law Tom, and he's not really a fan of horror movies mm-hmm. at all, which is kind of funny. Like my brother-in-law Bob either, but uh, they, they, we went and checked it out cause we saw a really cool trailer for it and it was uh, not supposed to be as scary as it was, but it was. And he was like, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the serpent in the rainbow was great with, uh, what is, is it? Jeff Pullman? Is it Bill Pullman? Is it Bill, Bill so Pullman, Jim. right? Yes. Bill Pullman, yeah. Right. And it was really, really cool. And then you had like in the same time frame, you had like Toxic Avenger stuff coming out. So, so I weird. hope 
that, you know, in, in 30 or 40 years, people will say, well, you know, there were, there were films like the departed that were coming out, but then, you know, there was, there was also that film, um, ax giant, <laughs> the wrath of Paul Bunyan with that guy, Tom Downey, oh, you know, it's God. like you either got DiCaprio or you got Downey, like you had choices back then. <laughs> and now all they make are good films. That's the future. <laughs> Axe Giant is fun. All right. I-, I will still die on the hill that I enjoyed Axe Giant because <laughs> it moves like it didn't it didn't slow down too much. And that's the that truly is the secret of the B-movie genre is don't get bogged down in what bothers Sam, which is unnecessary love stories or just oh, God, hate him. endless scenes of like exposition. You, you know, if you if you need that much exposition, right. this B-movie's not not working so well. Right, or like this movie, like throw in a bunch of tanks at the end. And <laughs> Which is amazing. That's expensive. I don't know who the favor was called into, but right. to have two actual tanks drive to that location and be dropped off by a flatbed or however yeah. they got them. Yeah. I mean, that was all, a the, favor. all the army clothes were, uh, you know, that was Army Navy surplus. Those oh, yeah, of course. Uniforms. Absolutely. Right. With the camo. You know, anybody can get away with that. But they had tanks. I was impressed. I forgot. And then they all lay down their arms because wasn't that nice? Yeah, that was that was lovely. And then they all just watched John as the Toxic Avenger murdered the mayor, and they're all like, <laughs> "Good job, Todd." Yeah. My biggest concern about this town is no one responded to anything with a logic. Like the rules of law did not apply here. Yeah, the the gym was a crime scene. Yeah, and they all just they kept never, working out. No one stopped going. Yeah. No one, no one ever stopped going. No, no. <laughs> I gotta get my sweat on. Yeah, there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no do not cross police line tape. No, no, uh, it, 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 so much did not make sense. Yeah, that. I, I couldn't even pay attention <laughs> to that stuff because I knew I would get annoyed. I'm just like, I'm just gonna let it happen. There are so many things we haven't even talked about yet, like the guy with the twelve year old prostitute. You know, the back alley fights. The biggest concern Sam and I had, and this little graphic was so when the he's peeing and it's like this acrid green pee like yes. it's concerning but then he makes love to his blind lovely um lady i was really concerned for her in that scene after having seen that i didn't know what was going to happen his skin let some somebody on fire first of all yeah so there's that <laughs> and then it wasn't right and then it was oh no and it went and right then, out and yeah then, and then that didn't happen <laughs> right and then that didn't happen and I thought I when that was happening, I, I thought I didn't remember the film that well. I thought maybe if they have conjugal relations, he might cure her blindness and give her super. Oh my oh. god! Why didn't they do that? But they didn't. They didn't call me, so they. You know, oh, <laughs> so they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. You oh. gotta, gotta talk to me before you shoot because I'll fix some of these plot holes or I'll punch <laughs> up a little bit. I was hoping for some sort of like mutation scenario. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. lined up for, you've had great practical effects. Why not? Right. Or like a little mutant baby. Yes. Right. Why not? That would have been fun. There's a Toxic Avenger 2 and 3. So I never saw those because the first ones were so bad or the first one was just mm-hmm. bad enough that I had enough. I'd, uh. I'd had what, uh, my my ex-wife's uh, grandfather, we were all having dinner one time, and we asked, oh, you all set? Do you need some more? And he said, I've had a sufficiency. <laughs> I love that. 
I like that. That's he was amazing. done. He was done. We had, a, I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. Oh, I think it was Christmas and they're Italian. So we were doing the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Oh, God. And <laughs> I remember it clear as day because it was one of the funniest things I ever heard. Gee, would you like any more? Well, I've had a sufficiency. <sighs> and he did it to be kind of tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. But with Toxic Avenger, just the one movie was sufficient for me. It was. That's a sufficiency. <laughs> Absolutely. I would agree with that yeah. a billion percent. <laughs> Absolutely. Although I won't lie, I'm absolutely going to watch the trailer for two because that's about the quantity of it I think I can handle just to see what they think they're going to go to next. Right. I have no idea. I remember it. We were kind of just groaned when we saw that there was a, mm. a two coming. Like, oh, <laughs> no, we're good. We're all like a bunch of fun teenagers. And, they, they, you know, we, we were like, no, we kind of saw that. Yeah. What more could <laughs> you do? It. Really? No, we were gonna, we probably could find out. Uh, I almost I don't, don't want to know though sure. because yeah, <laughs> do I want that taking up space in my brain? Yeah, I think I'm good. So here's the thing: like, there's so much about it that I don't like, but it was so enjoyable to watch because it was so incredibly ridiculous. Like Ian was watching me watch it at one point because oh, so I had to, fun. I had to watch it during the day today. And I was laughing so hard at certain points that I was like, well, at least I'm laughing because some of the things it's like, what else can I do except for laugh here? When he jumps out the window, I was in our den with with the daughter and she full body cackles. And I was like, what happened? She goes, the window. I'm like, yeah, that was my response too. In in the opening, I, I was watching it and it's been forever. But you said worst film that you remember from back yep. in the day. I'm like, that's probably the worst film that I remember seeing. <laughs> um, and it still it still wins. Yeah. There's a reason. But watching the first 20 minutes, I was concerned for you both. I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done? Oh my God. <laughs> what have I done? I can relate. I feel that feeling every time I send a movie to yeah. my wife. I'm like, this is the one she leaves me. Yep. This is going to be the one. Damn, you're a good sport. <laughs> I she try. really is. I try. And she's doing it pregnant too. Like, mm. like everything makes me want to puke, but this movie didn't. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's okay. probably the right time to watch this then because, you know, you're already right. on edge. Yeah. And you're already, you're going to laugh or you're vomit. Right. No, but this is nowhere near the bottom of the barrel I've sent her. We now, sent, Ian, I sent her Ian one has, oh God, called Final Exam, which might be the worst movie I've ever seen. And it's just like, it starts off like, oh, I want to see this. It's like a New England boarding college. You know, there's a serial murder. They kill someone right away. They don't kill another person for an hour and 10 minutes into the movie. Well, it was just really boring. Let's just say that. It was just boring. Yeah, nothing happens. And that's the problem. This movie was not boring. No. (laughs) At all. There was always something going on. I'm like, wait, what am I watching? What's happening? You know, so that's a good thing. So, Tom, my question for you, with your experience in the industry, what do you think this script looked like before shooting, if they had one? I think they had the idea for it. May not have been set in a in a gym. Who knows? I think they. I, I think they probably had the idea that you know toxic waste and nuclear power and all that stuff was a big concern back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, this is right after uh, Long, early or Long Island, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think they said, oh, we'll have someone get his superpowers. It was based on 
a story written by one of the producers. I don't think it was the guy who directed it, but one of the producers wrote a little story about a guy who gets superpowers from toxic waste. And I think with the budget at that level, you just have to write around what you've got. Makes that's sense. That's it. Well, you could start calling around and finding out where you can shoot. And if you can shoot at a place that has a pool, then you go, oh, okay, we'll write it into the script. It'll be a health club. And right. you know, the restaurant, well, what restaurant can we get? All right. So now it's going to be the Mexican place. And it looks like they just made that sign themselves, <laughs> which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> and then they had the guys driving the toxic waste with one of those. It was like one of those old like ice cream parlor signs. It's like a vacuum mm-hmm. like press sign that had like government toxic waste thing. Yes. And it was black and white. And it looked like you could snap it in half mm-hmm. over your knee. And it was just strapped to the front of the truck. Like all these little like super cheap, cheap, cheap ways to get things yeah. done. And then just leaning the signs for the toxic waste dump against a pile of trash. <laughs> Wasn't even didn't even try to post it. Oh just man. leaning this here. And it was just like all thrown together. And that makes me think that they had a very loose idea. I okay. think that they definitely wanted to have the Frankenstein tie-in mm-hmm. where, you know, he throws the, the <laughs> the blind, like the girl in the well and the blind man and all that. They kind of put it all in together as one. Right. And she thinks he's beautiful because he has a beautiful spirit. And of course, she can't see him. So she's screaming, run away. But they, I think that was an element. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to save this girl. She has to be blind and mm-hmm. she has to be a doofus. Right. And we have to do all of that, you know, slapstick stuff and hit him in the nuts as often as possible. Oh, my God. Which was just, it was all this stuff that was just like so easy and like the lowest hanging on the ground rotten fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, these fruit fell off the tree weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. They're the ones when I take my daughter to our pick your own farm. I'm like, no, no, no. You want to pick the ones off the bush. Yeah. 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 Not the ones in the ground with the worms. Right. (laughs) But they, they, it still, it, it just chugged along and did its thing. And it was just like, Wow, to see it again. I can't believe that we thought it was really that funny. <laughs> we did. We a bunch of dumb kids. What oh, do you man. Know? Right. So I liked when I was a 15, 16 year old guy. Oh, man. My sense of humor was not what we would call refined. Right. Exactly. It had everything it had boobs, it had cursing, it had violence, mm-hmm. uh, and some comedic elements. And, and I it was kind of short. Right. And that's kind of all you need, especially as a teenage boy. In my yeah. experience, anyway, they definitely tried. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the actual shooting script could have looked like because it looks like they just had to go with we got to write this script around the right. locations that we have and just take it from there because that's what you're doing. You ain't got no money and you make something out of nothing. Well, because I've tried to, I thought back on the film. I watched it last night, so Sam watched it today, like you. So you guys have had a little less time to ruminate on this rewatching or first watching. What was I supposed to take from this? I guess maybe I'm thinking too much of what they were attempting to do. I think, as usual, that you are. <laughs> I, yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> but it, it would have made some kind of sense if if the police realized that the, the the teenagers or those young adults that were murdering people with their car were like he solved a crime. You know, the police were like, "Oh, yeah. Toxic Avenger, stop these awful people from running," because it was all over. You know. The, all over the news, and the guy had the news clipping in his locker. And they're talking about it openly in the gym, like right. yeah. volume with Polaroids. With pictures, yeah. That was very weird. No I think you're right. I think that's what really confused me. It's like you had these horrible people and how no one 
was like, they're murdering everyone on the streets. All of us could be a victim. No one cared. It was so confusing to me. I... <laughs> Damn it, Tom. Why, why did you give me a confusing? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it made absolutely no sense. I think, though, it's one of those movies that it's a cult classic, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those movies that you kind of have to see, right? Even though it's like yucky and like, but it's so bad. It's like Trolls 2. It's so bad. Don't do not tarnish Troll 2 by comparing it to this well, movie. Well, no, <laughs> not not quite on that level. Troll but 2 it's so, is a treasure. It's so bad that you kind of have to experience it and be like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What is this? <laughs> Yeah. I think it really is good for anyone who's kind of growing up now. It might be worth seeing just to kind of get an idea of like how preposterous you could get and get away with in the 80s. Yeah. That's what I, what I told my son Shane today was I, it's really, it's a slice out of time. Oh, did you make him watch it? I, I, I told him, I, he said he heard about it. He said one of his friends, he said, oh, I think I know that one. Yeah, and I told him one of his friends, he goes, oh yeah, I haven't seen it, but I think you want to watch that. I said, well... Don't blame me, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is that, yeah, there's like, there was one that came out recently with Rutger Hauer, who we all love, but Hobo mm-hmm. with the Shotgun. Oh, oh I saw yeah. the trailer. I never actually watched it. I, ha- I have to give it a shot and watch the mm-hmm. whole thing. There's a lot of really bad, really like ridiculous violence mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then it slowed down. And then I was just feeling bad for Rutger that he agreed to do it. And then I saw people commenting on what a kick-ass movie it was. I'm like, no, (laughs) you mean maybe like in a toxic Avenger kind of way? Yeah. 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 So this is kind of where toxic Avenger, like kind of like has cemented itself Mm -hmm. and the lore. Mm -hmm. Is it awesome? Like toxic Avenger. Awesome. Or is it awesome? Like a, you know, a fright night or a Texas chainsaw, which is untouchable. Like there's a very few films that have come around, you know, the saw series had a couple of fun things that were in there, mm-hmm. but even that I was like, this is long and plotting and boring. Yeah. Um, sorry guys. If you'd have to like, you'd have to stitch all those movies together to make one good one for me. Yeah. On a related note. So like, cause it's just the thing. What is a best horror movie you think you've seen in a while that you weren't in? I'll give you that out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to get us away from toxic Avenger. Well, to get us away from that, I, I, I just rewatched, uh, and I went and saw it in the theater. I saw Doctor Sleep. Oh, uh, I wanted to see that. Kind of, it was kind of easy to go for that. And mm-hmm. that was kind of, oh, there's a lot going in there, and it makes you jump. And then it was also Cerebral, so that was fun. And a very fun movie that I didn't go to the theater to see uh, was Freaky with Catherine Bigelow. Oh, that's on my list because it's on HBO now. That's on my list, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm stuck in a hotel room, so I have to watch a lot of movies. I got some books to read, but that's, you know, usually during the day. And at night, I just lay them, like, flip between the six channels that they have for HBO and then TMC, which is right now playing The Big Country with Gregory Peck. I love it. Uh, Oh, That's my favorite channel. I'm here in in California, and I've got got California Landscapes, and uh, who else is in this one? I think Gene Simmons and um, Planet of the Apes guy. Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston, thank you. And they're they're all mean to each other, and they Mm -hmm. argue about land. But anyway, so this movie's like a million hours long, but it's really pretty to look at. Yeah. But uh, there was one film I saw in the theaters in the last decade Mm -hmm. that stuck with me that was actually a fun horror movie, and I'm pretty sure it's My Bloody Valentine. 
The one about the miner that comes and kills everybody. Mm-hmm. Chases everyone around. In 3D. Yeah, it was the it's the 3D remake of the 70s version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was actually like there were some good jump scares in it. There was a lot of you want these people to get away. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to die. <laughs> like, run, like run, mm-hmm. run. Yeah. <laughs> it's fu- it's funny you you say that because I had a horrible experience recently with a movie. Um, I because of my B movie love missed a lot of like the late nineties, early two thousands, like mainstream horrors. Cause I was too busy watching finding you and watching all these other movies that were more under the radar. Cause that was just my jam. I went and finally saw house of thousand corpses and I hated it. I hated it so much. Yeah. I hated it so much. I wanted them to get away. Rain Wilson's character is so likable. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I understand. So Sam was talking to me about it because she saw it when, see, I just also saw Blair Witch, the original for the first time this year. So like I'm way catching up on things way too late. And Sam's kind of explaining to me, hey, this was their actual cultural impact at the time. Like, okay. I have a story about that one for you too. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I I just, I I guess for me, the thing I can't stand in horror (laughs) is I I can't Mm -hmm. stand when bad guys win just to have bad guys win. And when there's, I think there's such value in such unlikable characters, either getting their comeuppance or getting some sort of knock down a peg. Whereas in yeah. Thousand Thousand Corpses, they just walked over everything, and it, it just bothered me so much. I was say, I say, I've got me the next day. I'm like, I'm so upset about this. Yeah, uh, Chris Hardwick, who's in that uh, his nerd show, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Talking Dead and all that, Jim Jam. He used to come into uh, the bar, and he's friends um, from back in the day with Lee Scott as well. Oh, and. He would come in and tell us this story, that story. And then he got that. And he was like, I just did the most insane film ever. (laughs) (laughs) And and then I saw it and I was like, this is just gross to be gross. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's what Rob Zombie does sometimes. He skips the story and goes Mm -hmm. right for like disgusting shock value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he'd probably say, yeah, you're right. Because that's what he likes, I think. And that's fine. But (laughs) I agree with you. It was just not. Oh, not one man. And no. everyone's like, oh, you gotta see this. It's so badass. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, it's like just, modern day yeah. exploitation film, which it is. I, I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of that genre at all, no. but I appreciate the movie for what it was in the time that it took right. place. There's only one or two exploitation. I, I read the original Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. I thought was it was brutal. really brutal, but I understood what they were doing. Horrible. With this one, I just, yeah. it was just. It disturbed excess. me. It stayed with me. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a small movie that disturbed me. Like a yeah. clockwork yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that know. and the original "I Spit on Your Grave" like really right. Did both some both of those mentally. movies, "Last House" and "I Spit on Your mm-hmm. Grave," I've seen once. I will never mm-hmm. watch again. I don't need to watch it again. They were no. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah, I went and saw. I'll tell you, going back to the Blair Witch. Mm. So I went and saw that in a the theater with uh, with my then wife Christine, and we started laughing at the end because it was so preposterous. Like we were snickering and mm-hmm. there was, it was a really hot summer. I think it was the first year, like the, I think it was 1999, like August or whatever. Yeah. Like Titanic was out that year and the Blair Witch. And so we went and saw it and we left. And I said, that was the dumbest fucking thing I ever saw. That was Ian's <laughs> reaction. My hundred percent reaction. And I was just, I was, and I was like, you gotta see this. And I was like, no, I don't need to see someone with a GoPro in their face oh and God. snot running out of their nose while they pretend to cry for two hours. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. The only thing that made me like a little bit of movie was when Sam kind of explained to me how they shot it and how they kind of 
in a weird way tortured the actors yeah. into that yeah. scenes. Yeah. They, they freaked them out. Yeah. yeah. And there was a um I think what was his name? There was another Ian? I can look him up, but he was a part of the theater company mm-hmm. in New York City that I was with, and he was a producer on Blair Witch. And then they did Blair Witch Two, and then he never came back and did Small Town Theater again. You know, I tell you that. But they made they made a ton of money, and I was like, oh, I want to be in your Blair Witch Two. And having been part of the theater that he was sponsoring, he just took his money and ran. You know, I don't think we ever heard from him again. Yeah. But I remember yeah. my my wife, uh, my ex wife Christine, and I both also laughed at Titanic at the end. <laughs> We started laughing and people had to shush us. Oh my God. Like, this is, again, the dumbest thing I ever see. Let him on the door, you selfish bitch. You have space. There's so much room. I was a teenage girl. So I was like, oh, Leo. <laughs> I was already bitter and jaded at that point. But I was just, I'm like, the whole Jack, Rose, Jack, Rose, back. I'm like, let him on the fucking board. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And we left oh and we, we were laughing at that. And then like people gave us such dirty looks. <laughs> I could imagine. Cause I would, if, oh, I, I probably would have given you a dirty look when I was a teenager. I'd be like, how dare you? Cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember going to the theater, seeing my bloody Valentine and mm. loving it in 3d with, uh, with Amanda Barton who uh, is in all those horror movies with Oh the, yeah. Yep. That was when we were together for she we were uh, ride or die for a while there. God bless you Amanda for putting up with me for that long. Ooh, <laughs> all you. Ladies. You know and hey, you know if there's any ladies out there listening, I'm sure there are plenty more of you that I could disappoint. <laughs> I'm only saying that cuz I bring up my exes in the middle of this and they're like, "How dare you put my name up there?" <laughs> I think for, so Sam, I was going to say for me in the last, um, for horror, that's been good. I think The Descent was the last horror movie I really, truly was terrified by and creeped out because it's so claustrophobic and I I thought it was really well shot. And then I watched, I've really been enjoying, Shudder's been really reinventing their originals the last three or four years and doing some really high quality production value. So I, I, I watched Super Deep the other day, which I really liked. Um, about like a Russian underground mine where something's causing people to die. And I was like, they did a really good job of waiting until like the last third of the movie till you finally see the creature. Sam, what about you? While, while Tom is thinking about this, for horror movies, what is the ones, the more, more recent ones that you have been really effective? So here's the thing. Ian knows this about me. I haven't seen a movie in the theater uh, we saw the Meg, but the that was Meg like, was the last one we saw. That the was like a joke a date night. Date. It was. It was not good, but it was whatever. Yeah. She was, was no, no. Hold on. There's a story about this. We're sitting in the theater. So Sam and I both have undergraduate degrees in science, and there's like a group of like this is way pre-COVID, um, like a bunch of teenagers, and Sam is losing her mind, getting so mad at the science being wrong. Like she's like, that is not yeah. how the ocean works, and I am dying. She getting so mad. And the kids behind us were laughing at me because I was like, hydrogen doesn't behave that way. And Ian's like, okay, simmer <laughs> there down. <you> go. <laughs> so I haven't seen a movie in the theater. I think I saw like the first Hobbit movie in the theater before the Meg because I've been mm-hmm. in school perpetually right. for like the last 10 years. But one movie that I saw in the theater that like scared the shit out of me was that movie Sinister 
with um, Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke, right? Yeah. Ian's never seen it. Yeah. No, I knew that was going to be, that was my thought. That's what you're going to say. That was, was creepy good. as shit with all like the little kids and stuff. Like little, little yeah. dead kids are, that's Terrifying. a guaranteed scare for me. Yeah. Terrifying. The, uh, there was a lot of the symbolism that just kind of was in the background that kept creeping mm-hmm. and getting more and more and yeah. more and more. And it's really, it, it became palpable in the room as mm-hmm. you watched the yes. film. That's the sense of dread became real because yeah. of the film. It wasn't like, oh, this is going to be scary. I felt uncomfortable watching it. As I was in the theater, I kept, I lifted my feet up and put them on the exactly. seat at one point, And I didn't even realize that I had done it until the end of the movie. I was like, why did I do that? Oh, because that I'm is scared out of my there. mind. Oh, yeah. It's like with the Annabelle series as well, did the same thing to me. All those, they're very scary. I never saw any of those. I haven't seen those either. I, I'm tempted to, but there's so many of them. Oh, the, I don't well, The Conjuring itself. Oh, The Conjuring. That's where it started. I think I saw the first Conjuring mm-hmm. and it was pretty creepy. Yeah. Well, that was that was the one that wins. The rest are all, you know, second and third place and et cetera. Yeah. But the, the Sinister was magnificent. Yeah, I think it was really good, and I don't think a lot of people talk about it as that much. I can't believe I forgot um, A Quiet Place, the first one, was terrifying. Saw that in the theater with my kids. I forgot about that as well. I haven't seen A Quiet Place too. I'm remiss, but I saw that with, with my boys, and we loved it. It was really good. Yeah, really solid. I felt uncomfortable watching it in a good way, is what they were trying to do. Well, it was a, it was fun. It was scary and it was fun because mm-hmm. it was a monster and you have to run and you have to hide. And the whole baby and the, pr- oh my gosh, that gave me anxiety. Cause I saw it after being a parent and I just was getting anxiety about like, oh God, oh God, mm-hmm. not a baby. Mm, no, too much, too much suspense for me. I can't handle those movies. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we talk about the you know, plot devices and not seeing the, uh, the creature and all that kind of good stuff. We were saying earlier about how, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street was such uh a, a genius film mm-hmm. there's you know when you, ha- you have bad guys and you can get away from them and if there's a shark in the water you don't go in the water mm-hmm. the genius for for me and we i was talking to some of my homies at, at work the other day uh, about elm street is you can't not go to sleep right it's so good you're fucked dude right. <laughs> that's why those movies are so yeah. scary like when mm-hmm. i was a kid i was so afraid because of like was it. you can't escape you sleep good. right you have to I'm sleep. afraid to go to sleep now. This is great. Right. Well, and they brilliantly <laughs> blended like how it yeah. would transition between when you were and weren't because when you're falling asleep, you don't just remember, oh, this is the moment I'm about to fall asleep. Right. It was so, so good. I love that film. Yeah. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it, they did uh, They did the, the remake and it was more scary than funny. Yeah, I remember yeah. like Freddie originally was kind of a funny guy. Mm-hmm. And some of the some of the effects were actually laughable. Yeah, yeah, I his whole his skin, the way they they did his whole it was just not it didn't work. I love the actor who played him, like Jackie mm-hmm. Early Haley. I I think he's, yeah, he's so brilliant. good. And I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, they wrecked him. He was great as Rorschach mm-hmm. in uh, Watchmen. The Watchmen. It's one of my favorites. And he also played a he played a, a, a pedophile in a film with oh, I yes. the other fellow's name but it was really effective and he mm-hmm. was like out and he had to like tell his neighbors that he had been in jail oh yeah. and everybody and he ended up like hurting himself because he was such a damaged person yeah right. but he played that to the hilt he's a great actor he's wonderful yeah, yeah. and I, that's why i kind of felt bad that 
people kind of like crapped on his his Freddy because they did go for like full on evil, scary man. Right. Very little jokiness. And Rorschach is kind of funny, you know, so you want, you got to have humor in there or people won't want to watch you. Right. Yeah. If you're going to be such an evil, violent thing, you either need to be like silent or you need to have, if you're going to be that like focused, you need to have some like ability, even though you're the bad guy. Yeah. You too. And you got to be able to laugh at yourself. Right. But not too much comedy, like in toxic events. No, 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 but not laugh at yourself that much. <laughs> no. Oh my God. But there was none. There was, yeah, it was, none. it was just straight, you know, but it's easier if you're terrorizing people, you got to toy with them. Right. And tease them. Right. Good natured tease. Like the, um, the, like the cat from people. army of the dead that toyed with our wonderful yeah. bad guy. Oh, have yeah, you seen yeah. that one yet? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I oh, that was I that was sure. very fun. It was so good. Yeah, I love that film. Yeah. That was fun. Can I tell you guys something that I just found out as I was scrolling through my phone while the baby oh was falling asleep? Oh god! Literally yesterday, they just finished wrapping on a reboot of the Toxic Avenger, starring Peter Dinklage. What? I don't understand. I don't know. Tom, we're gonna make know. you watch that movie when that happens. I don't know. Um, I'll watch it for Peter. I'm I love in. Peter Dinklage, but it. I'm confused. I'm concerned. So does it start off with a little Avenger and he, he put his head on or, or is it the inverse where this where they went small to big, this goes big to small? Or maybe something. he's the corrupt mm-hmm. mayor. I don't know. But well, also I... there are four sequels worth of content. Yeah, that we don't know. That's true. Gotta be really big, like huge, like obese, like more than the job of the hut mayor. Yes. Exactly. Pizza the Hut. I forgot to tell you guys <laughs> that. I read that right before I sat down. I was like, what? I'm sorry. We, you, Sam, you skipped over that dad joke right there. And I just want to. Right. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Spaceballs is good stuff. Oh, um, oh my God. So good. Listen, here's the dealio. I think this was meant to be. If you what? just found that, then we're mm-hmm. on to something. Absolutely. We're it so was... topical. We don't even know it. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Summer is just the summer of. Being topical. Falling into yeah. topical <laughs> things. Accidentally watching movies. Yep. So, Tom, what do you have coming up next? What are you in? What have you been working on? What's what's in your wheelhouse these next few months? I just did nothing, unfortunately. Everything that we would be doing is 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 shelved because we can't trust that if we go if I go down to Georgia that we'll be able to shoot. I don't think anybody that at the level that I'm working at, there was a film that I was going to jump in and do with some friends and they had to postpone it because of COVID. And it was this like 1960s uh, spy and kind of a thing. And I was really looking forward to it because you, know, you go get your Austin Powers Ian Fleming on and mm-hmm. that got shelved. And that was something I had looked forward to and that everything's kind of been pushed and we were hoping to get back to business and then, you know, some, some variants, some variables. Yeah. Of the Delta variety got yes. in the way. So that there sucks. will be more to come. Um, yes. And I've got uh, a thing with my friend Tosh. Um, the guy the guy I work with, who I got with my agency, is a brilliant young actor. Uh, oh, you up. mentioned him last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vagrant, right? Well, this is Vagrant is, is my, my other friends. That's John. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Vagrant, they still want to do that. But we can't do these things. Uh my friend Tosh has, um, we have a comedy that we want to do uh, called Neighborhood Watch. Basically, just a kind of like a um, workaholics kind of gotcha. a thing. A bunch of shiftless people. They're all roommates. And the, 
the episode starts off with them uh, getting upset with neighbors because they're they're not getting enough Wi-Fi uh, bandwidth. <laughs> so they're trying to they're trying to get all the bandwidth so they can game. Oh, and yeah. been there. Yep. And it's this yeah, it's just this really weird, funny concept. And then my friend Tosh uh, Pelican with a K. You can look him up. He's got mm-hmm. uh, he's got a short on YouTube right now. Um, I think it's called a Lemon Empire uh, Part Two. But he did this really, really funny short by himself and some friends. And he did the he did the, the Lemon Empire, I think it was called. And I'm going to look it up right now. But he and I want to shoot this thing by ourselves again. If it works out, you know, we'll have our own proof of concept mm-hmm. for, uh, for a series. I still need you to shoot that awesome idea of the small town, like, NPR station comedy. Oh, the Noho Radio. I yeah. love that yes. idea. I'm going to talk to Chris um, tomorrow, actually, Chris Freeman. And you guys should, you guys should talk with him because he actually uh, was an assistant to Tim Burton. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh, and, I love Tim uh, Burton. Worked for Michael Bay. And like he's so he had some interesting jobs. He worked on Alice in Wonderland on the production side and was just like more than a go for mm-hmm. or, you know, more than an assistant. He was really getting in the mix. Yeah, he's got some really interesting stories. But. The Rise and Fall of the Lemon Empire okay. is a ridiculous short that my friend Tosh made, and it's a good example of the kind of comedy we're going to be going for. But yeah, it really is too bad that No Whole Radio didn't get made. There's still time. We had interest. We had interest. CAA said, give us, uh, you know, they tell you to do a Bible, mm-hmm. and you do your first 10 episodes in outline. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we collaborated, we wrote a bunch of stuff for that, got got cooking and then everybody kind of got their focus pulled in other areas but i could have had my own uh my own tv show with those guys for that one and i wouldn't and it would all just be straight up comedy and no getting cut in half or <laughs> well, thrown off a boat or dragged by a car <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey there are all sorts of workplace osha hazards in a radio station there's true. a chance true going to be like a uh, better call slaw and be slipping Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for bringing this into our lives. You know, this movie was an oh, experience yes. and I'm glad we made Sam have that experience because it happened. Yeah, it, I forgot about it. And I really did feel bad uh, in the first 20 minutes of watching it. Don't. that I brought that to you and your wife. Do not guess, like, feel Sam bad. This not- is what we literally <laughs> made this podcast for. <laughs> Ian's brought me, Ian's actually brought me worse. If you can believe mm-hmm. it. Um, and it was Hard an pressed. experience, and it and it, and it's always nice talking to you. So I have a unique set know. of That's set it. of skills, Tom, and it's terrible, terrible movies. <laughs> yes, indeed. Like I said, there's so many times I, I was watching. I can't even remember what it was. It was something I started. And it was an action film, and I've I've said this to to the television like it could answer or apologize, <laughs> and I've said your movie is terrible. <laughs> And I'm talking like I'm just looking at the actors and the filmmakers and like I could talk. I, said, I just go, your movie is terrible. Like they can like hear me. Stop and be like, yeah, and I'll, just right. go, I'll just go, oh, hell no. I'm like, that's enough. I said, you had, yeah. I'll talk to the TV. Like I'll talk to the film and say, you had your shot. You blew it. You got 10 to 15 <laughs> minutes. Come on. I do that fairly often. Yeah. So. It's so funny. When I just like, your movie is oh, There are so many out I there. Wish they so many out there. It's like, uh, our friend John Lovitz there, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the comedian, when he had the show The Critic. Oh, oh God. Cartoon. It stinks. 
that's me half the time. <laughs> I, just, I just see these people and I'm like, man, I wish I could be there to help. I'll get there soon, folks. Hang on. He'll be. Yes, please. And everybody take care of yourselves. So talk and get there to help. Yes. Stay healthy. Stay positive. Test negative, folks. That's my motto these days. That's a good one. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find all our socials in the episode notes. We look forward to seeing everyone back same time next week. Have a good one. I recorded this after, so Sam says bye.